Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show, everyone. I see you. I see you guys here. Thank you so much for your support. Um, welcome. It's Monday, December 4th. We are officially well into December already. Like, we're chugging along. I feel it. I feel like the holiday season is upon us. It's cold. It is, uh, we're booked. We're booked and busy, you guys. We're, I have so much happening. This week is literally a crazy, crazy, crazy week. Okay. I have so much going on and I'll tell you all about it before I get into the big show that we have today. We have a huge, huge show, but this, my OCD back here. I don't have any, but I don't have OCD, but that part really bugged me. Um, thank you for subscribing and joining the community. And those of you joining the Facebook group, I saw you. I know why. I know why so many people joined over the weekend. We'll get into that. And uh, along with so many other things, this week is is pretty nuts. Um, tomorrow, I'm going back to Dancing with the Stars. I'm going back for the finale. The uh, It's the live final show. It's the final countdown. And um, and I'm going alone because Lance was only able to get me one ticket, which will be fine. It'll be fun. But it's such a long show. He told me it's a three-hour finale. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I need to bring a suitcase of snacks. That's the one thing is that they don't give you food during those live shows. And... I feel like I'm going to be there from like 3 to 8 p.m. So it's going to be a real long day. And then um, let's see what else is exciting. Wednesday, I'm going to the – well, Wednesday, I'm interviewing the showrunner of Hollywood House Lip. That's Jeff Lewis's new uh, – his new season of the Amazon freebie show, Hollywood House Lift, is going to be premiering on – I believe it's on Wednesday. And so Michael Beck will be on my show this week. And then I'm also going to – the premiere party that night with Lance. So that will be fun. Thursday, I'm recording Dumois. So I don't know if I will be on this week. I feel like she records in advance because I think she releases on Thursday. So that would be weird. So probably next week, I'll be over on Dumois. So that will be fun. Dumois has been really in the in the mix of uh, 
the showbiz gossip this week, this last week with the Taylor Swift of it all. So I'll talk more about that on Patreon. Of course, on Patreon on Wednesday, I give you guys all the inside stuff, um, the real truth about a lot of things that I can't really fully share, but I want to talk about. Um, but today you're going to get a lot of good stuff. So don't you worry. All right. Um, let's start with some stories about like just wrapping up last week. So Golden Bachelor had the finale on Thursday. We talked about this on, on Friday. We talked about the fact that I was not a huge fan of the Golden Bachelor and the way that he handled his, you know, breakup with Leslie. He um, obviously kind of uh, pulled a fast one on her. That's what people say, right? Pulled a fast one on her. And then she you know, she really gave it to him on that finale, which I I liked. But this was actually a day or two after this huge, like, scathing variety article. Or was a Hollywood Reporter? I can't remember. Maybe it was a Hollywood Reporter that came out with this article about, you know, the fact that he had been basically lying to his, to, to all of us, saying that, you know, I haven't dated since I met her, whatever. So, Katie Couric did a YouTube live or a Instagram live, I don't know, with Gary and his new wife or his new fiance, Teresa, on Friday. And it was it was like 20 minutes long, but there was this one part that I watched and I clipped it and put it on a reel and on TikTok. The TikTok has blown up. It's like over a half a million views. Um People are very, very invested because it's the way that he answers his question. This man is shady. I am going to hold my uh, my my pitchfork down and say I don't trust Gary the Bachelor. There's something about him that is just throwing me off. I really liked him. We liked Gary the Bachelor. You know, I I really enjoy this uh this experience. These women are just gorgeous. I just feel like the luckiest man in the entire world. It felt kind of funny and goofy. I mean, the guy's voice is Kermit the Frog or Barney the Dinosaur. If you actually listen to it back to back, I was going to put together a reel or something along those lines back then, but I didn't I didn't have the time to do it. But I should have because I screen recorded a, a clip of Kermit talking to himself, Kermit the Frog, and then like back to back with Gary talking. And between Kermit the Frog and then a little bit of Barney the Dinosaur, we have a perfect Gary voice. So it is AI, 100%. I'm convinced. I'm I'm sure someone went to ChatGPT and said, listen, we need to come up with a character that has a the lovability of Kermit the Frog and Barney, you know, the dinosaur, but also. So anyway, you guys think Mr. Rogers too. Okay, so the way that he answers this question is so shifty and shady. She's like, um, Katie Couric goes, so, you know, Gary, tell us about this article that came out where basically you've been told that you treated this woman badly and uh, this ex-girlfriend and you've had all these relationships, although you were telling us on the show that you didn't have any of these relationships. And he's like, well, um, <clears throat> um, well, you know, shifting along in his chair. And let me tell you, if you're shifting in your chair, it takes – it doesn't take a body language expert to recognize right away that there's an uncomfortability about it. He skirts around the question. I got a text this morning saying, um, 
that he should be a politician because it says the New York Times previously asked Turner if the story, that big story that came out about the girl was accurate. And he replied, I guess I haven't really looked at it as how accurate it is. I've more looked at it in terms of timing and how it doesn't really fit with all of the positive things that are going on in my life right now. I mean, I'm sitting across from Teresa right now and I look at her and she's the love of my life for now. And I really don't have time to think about some of the other stuff. Okay, this is crazy. This is like basically any way that he can skirt answering. Yes, the article is correct. I did have a long-term live-in girlfriend. And the fact that he's avoiding talking about it really bothers me. It really takes me to a place of like, you're shady. Because not only did you lie, but now you're doubling down on the lie. Another thing was about his career and how he sold this restaurant. And um, I mean, he's not in the, he's not a restaurateur like, like they were kind of um, putting him off as he sold his restaurant in 1985. And then after that, he worked these off odd jobs like a hot tub installer and a maintenance man at a mental health hospital. And so when Katie Carrick asked him about it, his answer was like, uh, well, you know, uh, I like to think of it as giving back to my community. I, I didn't need to take these jobs for money. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to take these jobs for money. I, I, I really just wanted to give back to the community. Guys, I don't care how much you are a charitable human being. If you want to give back to the community, are you going to work as a maintenance man at a mental health hospital? Or are you going to donate money or do something? Like, it just doesn't sit right with me. This man is not loaded. He's not like rolling in the dough. We've seen his home. We've seen his lifestyle. He is just your average nice guy. He lives a middle-class lifestyle. It feels very, very um, shady. And then don't forget, and I'm convinced by this, that he met Teresa, liked her, felt something, and then only the day that he was on that last final date with Teresa, he was like, you remember they were riding horses like through the waterfalls and stuff? And he was like, I can't help it. My mind is on Leslie. I just can't think of Teresa right now. I have been thinking about Leslie. Hey, Teresa, what do you do for a living? Cut to, I'm in love with Teresa. I can't get her out of my mind. She is the one. Shady. Then he posted today, you guys. I just posted it on my Instagram stories. I find this incredibly weird. I'm going to show you guys over here, but if you're not if you're not watching, go follow me at um at this is Donna Bowling on Instagram. Always follow me there, by the way, because that's where I post like my like all the things, and then that's where I connect with you guys more, like DMs and stuff. This is the picture. It's this weird off-center picture of Gary and half of Neil Lane's face. It is not a good picture. It's a very bad picture. It's like a selfie. It's a boomer selfie. You know what I mean? No offense. But like, it's like when my mom does a selfie, it's just odd. And he says, hanging with new BFF Neil Lane at his house. This guy is dying, dying, dying to be, you know, in with the wealthy crowd. It's creepy. Oh my God. All the comments are saying loving the big boomer energy. If this isn't a boomer pick, I don't know what it is. Love the boomer selfie. Oh my God. It's you guys. I'm feeling real weird about him. Real weird. And mark my words, come back to this episode on December 4th, 2023 in a few months when we find out some more shady things about Gary. (laughs) 
Uh, but before I get into the rest of the stories, and we got some good ones, I want to tell you this episode of Daily Dose of Donna is sponsored by Kitsch. You guys, I have to tell you. So if you know anything about Kitsch, they say that hair care is the new skincare. But there's one brand that has taken it to the next level. And with a cult-like following that Kitsch has, which it really does, Kitsch has created game-changing essentials beauty enthusiasts swear by. From satin pillowcases to time-saving towels, Kitsch knows hair care doesn't stop in the shower. Um, I have to tell you guys, so what I use from Kitsch, and you can buy Kitsch online. I'm going to give you guys a, a discount code, of course, in just a moment. You can buy it online. You can buy it at Rite Aid, CVS, all those places, Amazon, I'm sure. Well, I would go to the Kitsch website because Amazon, you never know what, how they do it. But go use the 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 code that I'm going to give you because it's 30% off. But I'll tell you the thing that I am obsessed with. So I don't have a lot of hair. It's pretty thin. But I used to put, when I got out of the shower, I used to like, um, you know, upside down my hair. <laughs> I used to flip upside down. I used to take my towel, like a full-size towel, and wrap it around and do one of those, you know, like spa things where you wrap your head in a towel. And then the problem was I started to realize that every time I would take the towel off, like I would lose some hair with it because it, my hair is so thin. So it would pull some hair off. And I realized like, whoa, I need to stop putting something so heavy. A hairdresser once told me, like, use a T-shirt. So I started using a T-shirt, but it would always fall off. And then my friend told me about this Kitsch time-saving towel. And essentially, it's like it's like a ring towel. I don't know how to explain it. I'll show you guys. Maybe I'll bring it tomorrow. But you put it upside down. You kind of um, twist it, and then you, like, secure it in the back. And it's very small, and it's very light. And it's a towel. It dries your hair so fast so that my speed of, like, getting ready the next morning is, like, or in the morning after I shower. So whatever your budget, your skin type, and your hair type, Kitsch believes that you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices morning, noon, and night. It was started in 2010 by selling hair ties door-to-door. -door. Literally, just hustle in a dream. We all can appreciate that. It's a self-funded, female-founded, and now carried in over 20,000 retail locations. Right now, for a limited time, you can live the Barbie dream life. With the Barbie by Kitsch collection, how cute would that be to buy for your daughters or your, your sisters featuring Kitsch's best-selling satin pillowcases? That's good so you don't get wrinkles at night. An iconic Barbie pink. So right now, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash Donna. That's right, 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch. That's K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash D-A-N. NA. One more time, mykitch.com slash Donna for 30% off your order. All righty, let's move on. Paris and Love. Let's just talk about this for five minutes because I'm going to do a big um, review of season two on Patreon because I think it's, uh, whoa. Okay. I started, started talking about it last week because you guys told me about it. I did not finish season one because season two came out on Thursday and I was like, I got enough of season one. I got about halfway through. Maybe I'll go back and watch it one time. But now I'm going to go over to, um, you know, season two because I want to see the new stuff. I want to see Phoenix, the baby. I want to see them introducing Phoenix to Kathy Hilton. We all famously know this now that Paris Hilton did not tell a soul other than her surrogate and, and her husband that she was having this baby. Phoenix was very planned, okay? She obviously hired a surrogate. She obviously knew he was coming. She had a good solid nine months, whatever, to plan for this. Okay. I have so many thoughts. I am only about five episodes into season two. 
Season one, my biggest concern was Carter. Carter is her husband at the time, fiance. I felt like he talked to her a little bit odd. I felt like there was like an obsessive, almost controlling situation there. This season, I do find him a little bit easier to watch, easier to follow. He's also not in the show as much. I don't know if you noticed that. Like I felt like season one, it was all about her, her and Carter. But now season two, it's more about her career, her relationship with her mom and sister, and then the baby. So Carter's not as much in it. We have heard already about the fact that he has this 10-year-old daughter that he doesn't have a relationship with. Immediate no for me. Immediate. He's less controlling, I find, in this season and more just obsessed with her. It's an interesting dynamic. Now, let's talk for two seconds about Paris and Kathy Hilton. I could watch Kathy Hilton for hours and hours a day. That being said, I would die if Kathy Hilton was my mother. Kathy Hilton, while beautiful and funny and entertaining and all the things, like really watchable on TV, Kathy Hilton is quite possibly one of the most, oh, I hope this doesn't get to her, most like self-obsessed narcissistic mothers I think I've seen on TV in a long time. Well, maybe Monica's mom from Salt Lake City. It's unreal. Here are some examples. Her relationship with Paris is so apt. Paris has a really like hard time being emotional and connecting with like the tough things that may be trauma, that may be something else. Kathy's the worst at it. Kathy's even worse than Paris. She's a sweep it under the rug type of person. She doesn't want to deal with the serious stuff. She doesn't want to deal with, you know, the, the, um, like the tough things. She wants to kind of pretend everything's fine and just keep putting on lip gloss. There are so many things that are happening in these few first episodes that are just shocking. Like when the baby was born, she says like, when can I tell people? I mean, I also understand for, from Kathy's side, I have to be honest, if my daughter like hid her entire pregnancy from me and just presented a baby, of course, you're so happy now you have a little grandson, but like what the F? That is so odd to do that you don't even tell your mother like or your sister. It is really, really un, like unbelievable. Um, you know, Paris wrote this book, this memoir, and in this memoir, she talks about some really, really, you know, like dark things, right? I'm not going to get into them here, but just basically like the worst things that can happen as a young woman, you know, with, with all kinds of dark, whatever you guys can Google it, but I don't want to get like issues on YouTube. And the way that she's talking to Kathy about it, or the way that Kathy finally brings it up to her, she doesn't want to talk about it. She wants to avoid it at all costs. But when she finally hears about it, it's almost like she's mad at Paris. Like, how dare you release this information? Now I have to deal with it as your mother. Now I, you know, you wrote a book and now I have to tell people. And then she gets really mad that she thinks that the ghostwriter is creating a, a narrative that has nothing, you know, about the, is not re, like realistic. She's just doing it for likes and clicks and follows. And it's the ghostwriter's fault. People that cannot take accountability of anything that they've done to, um, you know, be part of the situation just drive me insane. So she's constantly trying to kind of like, like skirt the blame, push it on this person, that person, this person. And it's so weird because she also is like, I love you, Paris. 
So it's really an interesting dynamic. Now, we have heard this multiple times that Kathy's like, I could not deal with you, Paris. I grew up here in Los Angeles. I grew up in Beverly Hills. Like, I know crazy. I know wild. And you were the one that I could not control. Other than like from what we've heard, you know, where she's like snuck out and partied, I don't know how bad it really was. Like I snuck out and partied. I snuck into Universal Studios as a kid. I wasn't like sleeping around and doing drugs, but it was, it was pretty, pretty intense. And I also feel like, I also feel like, um, you know, I'm going to talk to on, on my Patreon. I'm going to get deeper into this because a girlfriend of mine who I went to college with, she listens to the show. She's a doser, Stephanie shout out. She went to a boarding school type of like private boarding school with Paris right before Provo. And Provo was the school that Paris eventually went to. And that, that was the one that like really messed her up, right? It was really abusive and horrible. The school that they went to, I'm going to get more stories out of it, but basically she said that this was a known thing that like, if you mess up at this school, your next step is Provo. And they all knew that like Provo was more scary and more dangerous and whatever. So she said that a lot of the girls that she went to school with, you know, in this community of this boarding school before Provo, like a lot of them are effed up in some capacity. Like it is a really, really interesting situation. I, I, I just don't know why we're not focusing more on Paris getting therapy and like speaking to someone about all this. I mean, we, she does talk to someone at some point in the show. We've finally seen that, but it's it's like there's so much missing there between Kathy, between Paris, between Nikki, who's also just part of it. She's like, her sister Nikki has like no emotion. Like she loves her sister, but she's not really like connected and emotional with each other. They have absolutely no emotional connection. They say, I love you. They, they like hug a lot. They give each other gifts, but they're not actually connected. And I have a bone to pick with Paris and just one little bone. And then we'll move on to another story is that Paris Hilton had planned for this birth of Phoenix, right? Like I said, when your surrogate gets pregnant, you know, just like you're getting pregnant, we have all these months to plan our lives around this baby. I understand it's a secret, but tell me why they were able to get a crib in there. They were able to get a dresser in there and a little bed for their nanny. They were able to get diapers and the basic things, some clothes or whatever. Why couldn't they have done a little bit more to decorate that room? Is Paris that like, uh, I never had hired a decorator to decorate my baby's room. I bought stuff off Amazon and home goods and world market and like whatever. Like there's not a picture on the wall. There's nothing. It is the most barren, like depressing, sad room. And now Phoenix is like four or five months old as we're watching the show continue. And Paris Hilton has never worked harder. When I say worked, I mean never has left the house more. Now, maybe she used to live this way all the time before the baby was born, but you know how we take maternity leaves because our bodies, if you physically and biologically have a baby, you kind of have to take a maternity leave for more than just wanting to, to bond with your child and just to like whatever, but because you're up all night, you're breastfeeding possibly, your body's sore. I, I recovered from C-sections. Like it was... It was very hard. I I like I didn't I wasn't able to go right back to work. Now Paris having the fact that she you know being the fact that she had a surrogate, I understand that maybe you wouldn't necessarily you know 
needs that like three full months of staying home, not even. But she doesn't stay home for not a moment after this baby is born. She immediately is off to perform and do this and go there and she's flying. And all of a sudden now when the baby's four or five months old, she decides she has to put on a full concert, meaning she's spending all her days in the studio. She goes into the baby's room. She gives the baby love. Do I think she loves Phoenix? Absolutely. But there's no, the bond is lacking, right? She just learned how to change his diaper when he's one month old. You know, she's not bathing that baby. That baby never leaves that room. He's like constantly in that room with the nanny. I mean, I don't know if the nanny goes on walks with him, but it's like, I feel like the baby's just always in that room and Paris just goes in there and like plays, you know, like, hi, cutie. I love you. A little hugging, a little, and then uncomfortably, by the way, she doesn't feel comfortable when I watch her with the baby. And then she gives the baby back to the nanny and she goes off to work. And what bothers me about this is that what she's doing is inadvertently going to be, I think, and I'm not a therapist. So like, I'm just going off my own observations. It feels almost like a cycle. Like she, there's no way that she's going to be more bonded and connected with those babies than her mom was with her. When you have a nanny raising your, and, and I'm no, no judgment on nannies. I had a nanny. I didn't have a baby nanny like the, um, like a night nurse, a lot of, a lot of women here in LA, um, you know, get night nurses, which basically is so expensive, but it's, it, it's someone that stays up with your baby all night to make sure that they feed and you don't have to wake up at night. I did not have that. I'm, I'm jealous of anyone that's able to have that. I was the one that was going in there every, you know, two hours, three hours, whatever. But I did have a nanny when my babies got a little older because I worked, you know, so I had to go to work in the morning and then come home. But I, I just, <laughs> The whole experience is so bizarre to me. There's something, there's like really some stuff going on there. So can you imagine if your mom has not changed your diaper in one month? Like, can you imagine only learning how to change your baby's diaper at one month old? I hope this doesn't sound really judgy. It's just like kind of shocking to watch. She's never home. Like she comes in, leaves, comes in, leaves. It's, it's nuts. I don't know. I just had such great experiences doing like the mommy and me and like going on walks with my baby. And maybe they're not showing it, but maybe, but Paris Hilton's the executive producer. So she's choosing to show what she's showing. I've not seen her play with the baby. I've just seen her hold her for a couple, hold him for a couple minutes, you know, feed him, burp him and then leave him. And like, I, I, like I said, I'm not seeing it. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. I'm just saying as a viewer, why aren't we seeing it? Okay, I told you guys this is going to be a big, big episode. All right. Let's move on. And I will have to cover for just five, again, just a short time. I love how I'm like, I'm just going to cover it for two minutes and I end up talking about it for 46 minutes. Um, Let's talk about two teas in a pod and what went down yesterday. All right. This is, and I know that talking about the story is going to invite more people to, you know, leave ridiculous, insane comments. However, I do need to explain what happened yesterday and why this happened. And this is really, really important because it really, um, really bugged me. 
So I opened up my internet, my, I opened up my internet and I sound like Gary. I sound like golden bachelor. I opened up, um, I went online on, I think it was Friday. I can't remember what day it was. I feel like it was Friday evening or something. And let me see. I sent a text to, to my girlfriend about it so I can check exactly when I saw this. I saw this on, yeah, Friday at 1.15 p.m. Someone had posted, whether it was on a Facebook group, I follow so many Facebook groups, you know, whatever, or maybe it was a Reddit thread or somewhere, Instagram, I don't know. And what it was is a photo that looks like this. And if you guys are watching on YouTube, you will see this photo. So basically what it is, is a screenshot of Heather McDonald's Patreon comments. And the only reason that I'm talking about her Patreon comments is because of why I'm about to bring up the story. So I am not a subscriber of Heather's Patreon at this moment. I have been in the past, like when all that stuff was going on, but at this moment, I'm not. But when I saw this and I read this comment, I was like, oh no, because immediately I thought, uh-oh, what's going on with Teddy Mellencamp and her job? So this is what it says word for word. Someone, it's blacked out. I cannot see who leaves the original comment says, I don't know anyone who listens to two teas in a pod, but Tamara seems not interested in the pod at all. Like she has no interest in doing it all. Okay. Then Heather comments in red. She might be switching to having Jessica Chastain as a co-host in the near future. That was a public announcement at the variety party. Okay. The following comment says, I totally agree with you. She feels so checked out. It also feels like her and Teddy's relationship is off, et cetera. Okay. So if you know grammar in any capacity, if you are a grammar person and you recognize how and when people use the word she, when someone is saying something and using a proper noun, meaning a person's name, Tamara is the only name that is brought up in this first comment. I don't know anyone who listens to two teas in a pod, but Tamara seems not interested in the pod at all. Like she has no interest in doing it at all. The following comment says she might be switching to having. Now, before I go into the, the mistake of it saying Jessica and it means Kate, fine. But when you hear she and then she, it's clearly talking about the same person. Got it? <laughs> and the reason why I'm saying this is because the amount of DMs and comments that I saw that people are saying, how dare you infer that she's talking about Tamara when I think she's talking about Teddy. It's not normal to think she's talking about someone else when there's only one person that's being brought up and then it says she. Do you guys remember learning this in grammar? We remember this, right? In grammar, you say a proper noun and then the rest of the time you can say she or he. And then if you want to bring up someone else, you have to bring their name in so that you understand who you're talking about. Okay. I say that because this was not getting across to a lot of you guys out there yesterday. Now, 
When I read this comment, there's a couple of things that immediately come to mind. Number one, Jessica Chastain is an Oscar-winning actress that doesn't uh, doesn't talk about Bravo. So I don't think it's about Jessica Chastain. I immediately thought it was a, a, a mistake and she meant Kate Chastain. That's fine. That's not even the point. The point is, when I saw this interview, this this comment where it says Tamara, she, 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 she might be switching to having Jessica Chastain as a co-host. Guys, He's saying Tamara might be switching to have Jessica Chastain as a co-host. And if she means Teddy might be switching, well, then she didn't say Teddy in anywhere in these comments. Now, I didn't listen to the Patreon, so I have no idea what she said on the audio. But I woke up on Friday or I looked online on Friday at 1.15 p.m. and I saw this somewhere. Okay, it was just the screenshot. And I didn't even black anything out. This is something that I copied from someone else. Okay. So I send a text to my girlfriends who are mutual friends of Teddy. And I say, there is no way this is true, right? Meaning there is no way that it's true that Tamara is switching to having Kate Chastain as a co-host opposite for two teas in a pod. Because that's what this reads. And then, wouldn't you know, the next day on Reddit, on the Bravo Real Housewives Reddit thread that has thousands and thousands and thousands of users, the whole screenshot or the whole uh, post says this. Do you see how, like, frustrated I'm getting? Because I feel like I have to freaking, like, stand up for myself because the amount of people that come after you when you mention this stuff is unbelievable. So when you screenshot it from the the Bravo Real Housewives Reddit thread, it says this. Heather McDonald said on her Patreon that Tamara is replacing Teddy with a new podcast host. It's a rumor that is being spread. This specific post has 214 comments and 225 likes. So many people are seeing this. I then open Instagram on Saturday night. I was about to go to bed. I was going on Instagram and I saw some random Bravo account, the big picture of Teddy, and it says, fired, right? And then the next thing I see on Inst on Twitter, someone says, finally, Teddy's fired, all this shit. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a big deal. So I go on Teddy's Instagram and she's posting normally, right? She was at like the iHeart, Jingle Heart or whatever, Jingle Ball or whatever. Then the next day, I wake up on Sunday morning. This is yesterday morning. I wake up and Teddy DMs me because I posted about this Dave Hollis article, which I will definitely talk about in a bit. And so she texts, she DMs me. She's also like, Teddy always loved the Rachel Hollis, Dave Hollis stuff. We always talked about it. So she goes, oh my gosh, do you have a link to that Wall Street Journal article? So I send her the link and I write to her. Also, WTF is this about Heather McDonald telling people you're getting fired off your pod. Now, remember, I learned about this on Friday. It's now Sunday. I'm not starting a rumor. I just finally have a chance to talk to Teddy, but I didn't want to bring it up to Teddy. I'm not going to go and text Teddy out of nowhere in the middle of the day just to be like, are you getting fired? But she asked me a question about the Wall Street Journal article about Rachel Hollis, I responded to her and then I just asked her and she responds. Okay. Now I don't need to read this out loud, but this response, the picture it's, I saw that it was on Reddit. Someone posted it. It's on my Facebook group. Okay. She's pissed. She's pissed because she thinks that she felt like she was, you know, treated really nicely by Heather at Kathy's event. 
the Christmas event the day before. And then this was said on the Patreon in the comments or whatever. Okay. So I asked Teddy, are you going to say something? Are you going to deny it? And she goes, I don't want to talk about it, but I have no problem if you do. You can screenshot any part of this DM. Well, let me ask you guys a question. If you have a friend who has a huge job, and by the way, two teas in a pod is so damn successful, okay? They get millions and millions and millions of downloads a month. If you get, well, I don't know exactly how many. I just made up that number, but I know that over during BravoCon, they got like 3 million downloads. It's like insane. Okay. If you get a text message or find out from some rumor that your friend is getting fired from their podcast, you go to them, you ask them, are you getting fired? And they say, hell no, tell your, your audience that you, you're free to tell them, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Guys, I run a podcast about reality TV, okay? I am not a, uh, you know, a public defender. I don't work for anyone. I work for for this, Donna, okay? So I have a community of Daily Dose of Donna Facebookers. There's almost 3,000 of you guys there. I love most of you. It's a great community, and I find it a really cool place where I can post some things and just give you guys the insight before. I could have gone straight to like anonymously posting it somewhere on Reddit. I could have posted it on my Patreon, whatever. I didn't. Just put it on your Facebook. I said, here you go. Here's the information. Well, the amount of people that came after me saying that I was starting a rumor, that I was creating shit, that I am doing this and I am putting words into people's mouths and this and that. I wanted to literally like, uh, you know, scream from a rooftop. This is insane. This is insane. It needs to like, we need to stop with this immediate, you know, coming to someone's defense, no matter what, no matter what happens. We have to stop. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but I can't handle that. That is not my my shtick. Okay. And I said it very clearly. If anyone said this about anyone and I had the insight and the ability to get firsthand confirmation about something, I'm going to. And I'm going to share it with you guys because that's my job, right? My job is to share all my com- my stuff with you. Okay. So Obviously, she didn't mean Jessica Chastain. She meant Kay Chastain. Now, here's what I know. I don't know what's the plan with Two Teas in a Pod. I know that Teddy Mellencamp started Two Teas in a Pod on her own. She started a podcast. Actually, Teddy had a podcast before she had Two Teas in a Pod. It was the Teddy Mellencamp podcast something. It was called something. I don't remember. I was on it as a guest talking about the entertainment industry maybe or Instagram or I don't even remember what I was talking about at the times. And so then she gets... Okay, and I'm going to say this comment really fast. I'm going to I'm going to bring and tell you guys this comment. I have to bring this up because I know that a lot of you guys are going to say something. Wait, so how did you get to Heather said you're getting fired? Words are important. Heather never said Teddy is getting fired. She did not say Teddy is getting fired. But on the post that I saw on Friday and then Saturday both had in the headline, and I will show you guys once again here, and I'll also show you again on I mean, everywhere. Heather McDonald said on her Patreon that Tamara is replacing Teddy with a new podcast host. That means Teddy's getting replaced. That means fired. On Instagram, I already told you, there was a big post that said, 
fired on Twitter, fired. It was a rumor that was being spread. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Now, I am not the first person that Teddy heard it from. Teddy had heard about it. She told me she had heard about it now for two days. It has been going around all weekend long. But regardless, I'm not getting involved in, you know, why did I? I did not bring the information to Teddy. Teddy is like a sleuth. If you know Teddy Mellencamp, she's online all the time. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's got her people. She's got her friends in her corner. And she's her job is to be, you know, searching the stuff. You don't think Teddy sees and hears everything we're hearing? Okay, so that's the truth. And honestly, like, I can't, I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to sit here and like, oh my God, like I did not, I did not, uh, da, da, whatever. You want to, you want to hate on me because I brought something to my friend. If you're talking about someone that I know, if someone is spreading a, a rumor about someone I know or saying something about someone I know, I'm going to ask them. It, it's, it totally makes sense. So whatever, you guys can do whatever you want with that information. Anyway, to me, I feel like, uh, oh, okay. Um, to me, I feel like this was simply me clearing Teddy's name, clearing the air that Teddy is not getting fired. That was all I was planning on doing there. She's not getting fired. Now, Kate Chastain. Will Kate and Tamara be doing an additional podcast? Maybe. I have not seen a thing about it. It was said that it was public at the Variety event, but I didn't see anything. I have not seen anything about it. I don't think Kate necessarily likes Teddy from what just happened in BravoCon. There was a Watch What Happens Live, and Andy asked Tamara, what did you think about Teddy saying this comment about – um you know, uh, what do you think, what did you think about Teddy making this comment about Vicky? You guys remember that Teddy Vicky shtick um, over at the Watch What Happens Live, like the Squash the Beef com uh, show. And Tamara goes, I had a long talk with Teddy and Kate said something and I can't, I don't want to paraphrase and, and get it wrong, but she said something like every conversation with Teddy is hard. So Kate Chastain and Teddy, I don't think are on the best terms. Now, I don't have personal in insight on that. I've never asked. I have no idea. I have no idea. But if they're the majority of the people that got this information saw the comment and went off the comment, I don't care what she said in the Patreon. And if she said something different, that's fine. But it's what was said in this comment. People screenshot someone promoted it everywhere on Reddit. And that's how rumors start. It's the rumors about your husband. Okay. Just even talking about it, I can see like the comments. It's like everyone gets so riled up when, when it, this person's name is brought up. It's, it's like unreal. Um, okay. So we're going to move on from that conversation. All I know is we'll see if Teddy, we'll see what happens with Tamara and Kate if they do an additional podcast. We'll see if Teddy and Tamara continue for two teas in a pod. As of right now, they have not posted anything opposite that. They're promoting their other podcast that they're executive producing under them. It's called Two Jersey Jays. And that's with Jackie Goldschneider and Jen Fessler, two women that I met over at BravoCon. We talked about the podcast in the in the bathroom, Jen and I. She's so cute. Both of them are so cute. And I had no idea, but I knew it was an iHeart show, but I had no idea that Teddy and Tamara were producing it. So it's very, very cool. It's very cool. Okay, let's move on. I'm going to move the Dave Hollis thing. 
either to another time or on Patreon because I just don't, I don't think we have time for that. Okay. All I'm going to say about Real Housewives of Potomac, because I don't want to spend too much time on it, is like we're chugging along. All right. I am not obsessed with it yet. I am not falling, you know, falling over with my like need to watch every episode. It's on. It's interesting. I still think we're building like Real Houses of Beverly Hills. I have so much interest in. I want to like dissect every scene. I want to know it all. But over on um, on Potomac, I have absolutely no uh, like I'm not super invested. There's the drama between Wendy and Nieka. I'm definitely team Wendy on this one. I don't know why. Nieka turns me off the way she talks to her husband. It's like there's a lot of stuff going on there, but that's okay. Okay, we're moving on. We're going to just continue and talk about Sister Wives for the rest of the show because Potomac is good, um, but there was nothing that like blew me out of the water that I think we need to talk about. Unless you guys think of something and you want me to cover it, but let's go into, um, where are we? Let's go into Sister Wives. Oh my God. Sister Wives Tell All Part Two. Now, I'm just gonna, you know, a blanket statement about any time I talk about Sister Wives. Cody's a jerk. <laughs> Cody's an idiot. Cody's a loser. Cody is, Cody is the one person I think that we can talk about being horrible and not one person will come to his defense. Is there anyone here that can defend Cody? As a lot of you guys call him Kotex. <laughs> Is there anyone here that can defend Cody? Hold on one second. It's very distracting. Um, oh no, that was... Okay. Is there anyone here that can defend uh, Cody. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that Cody is one of those people that are, you know, the, the worst, the worst. And uh, honestly, okay, narcissist. I want Cody and Kathy Hilton to hang out. Narcissist, obsessed with himself, um, sees the whole world as being against him, sees everything as being everyone else's fault. But this episode of the Sister Wives Tell All really focused, well, it started talking about Janelle and Cody's sex life, which by the way, their sex life is, is uh, who knew that we were going to spend our nights at this age in our, in our, you know, lives talking about Cody and Janelle knocking the boots, as they say on Gary Golden Bachelor time. So Janelle and Cody, yes, they had a good, physical relationship. And we've learned about this with the pecs and the abs and, and the beanbag and all of that. But clearly Janelle has been moved on. She's not interested in that. She's like, that's not what a marriage makes. Christine is also so moved on. Everyone's so moved on, including Mary. Now this episode was very focused. The biggest kind of like thing about this episode was the Mary and the ring. Let's talk about this ring for a quick second. So <laughs> the ring. The ring don't mean a thing. The ring that Mary and Cody had together. So Mary was his first wife. They were together forever, and 15 years or whatever. And right around the time when he met Robin, he took this ring and decided to melt it down and take the gold and take the diamonds and repurpose. 
this was so long ago. This was like when we were just showing up and watching the show. This man hated Mary from day one. Let's be honest. He had no relationship with her whatsoever because there is no way that you're willing to take your partner's ring and melt it down and go and see what's going on there. Like, unless you, you know, and, and use it for other purposes, unless you're done with them and over them. But I have never seen Mary get so angry at Christine. Christine shares the story. Someone asked her, I think Suki asked her about it. And Christine is like, (laughs) I don't think it's my story to tell, but here we are. So let's get into it. Like Christine is so checked out from this, like this world and trying to keep the Browns happy. She could care less. She's a wooly now. Okay. She's already in love with David. So she's completely moving on and she doesn't care. She's throwing Mary under the bus. She and Mary have no relationship anymore. Janelle and Mary have no relationship anymore. The only ones that still have a relationship at this point, by the way, are Christine and Janelle. And then of course, Cody and Robin, but Mary's like off trailing around doing her own thing. No one's talking to Mary in that family anymore. I don't even think Robin is talking to her. So Mary, it, we find out about this ring. Somehow Mary hears about this when she's doing a one-on-one interview for Sister Wives. This is so confusing because she's doing her one-on-one interview for this season, you know, like a confessional interview. And somehow they ask her about the ring thing because the Suki interview had just happened like the week before. Mary gets mad. Mary gets so mad, you guys. He's so pissed. He's like, I uh, I have never thought that this was anyone's story to tell. It was my story to tell, and I have a voice. Guys, what do we think Mary's going to do? She's so mad that Christine is sharing the story. Although I did hear on some Facebook group, I think it was my Sister Wives Shit Talk, whatever, Facebook group. That's the Sister Wives podcast with Ace and Caitlin. They're the best. And they were talking about something that someone had mentioned that I guess around the catfishing time, the ring story has already come out. So Mary is so mad at Christine for sharing the ring story. And she's forgetting the fact that like, hey, why don't, why don't I get really mad at Cody for melting down our wedding ring? Now you guys think maybe Mary has a tell-all book. Maybe Mary has a podcast. Mary has something. I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to listen. I'm just going to assume you guys will give me the Cliff's Notes. I personally cannot imagine sitting through a book of Mary. What could it be about? There's a whole chapter about a wet bar. Three chapters about Lula Rowe. Two chapters about the pink and the white countertops in her in her Airbnb. Definitely a chapter about, about um, actually the most interesting that I would be interested is what it was like, you know, raising Mariah as an only child with this huge family and then finding out that Mariah, Mariah, eventually she comes out as gay and then she ended up transitioning to Leon. So like that part, I would be interested in Mary. We never talk about Leon on the show. We don't talk about Bruno or Leon. Why aren't we talking about it? Now, I was listening to the show today because I can listen to Sister Wives without watching it because, especially in these kind of interviews, because we know exactly what's happening. It's Suki, she's talking to Cody, and she's talking to Janelle, uh, Christine, Mary, Robin. And every single time Christine's talking, it's light, it's bubbly. Janelle, it's light, it's bubbly. Mary, it's very serious. And Robin, oh, Robin comes on. Robin comes on and immediately it's, I really wanted it to work. I just didn't think, I just didn't understand. You know, Cody is not being honest with himself. I speak Cody. 
I speak Cody. You guys, I want to learn the language, the Cody language. Let's create a Cody language. Let's start. Like, what do you think Cody's word for, you know, water is? Cody's word for sex. (laughs) I want Cody's language. Um, Oh, this is interesting. Okay, Leslie says, don't forget, though, Mary said in this episode that Cody made Mary lie, do his dirty work, et cetera. I think she has lots to tell, actually, like the real, real stuff we want to know. I'm sure they all have some stuff about him, right? So, Cody, I speak Cody. I just, I just really didn't want Mary to leave. Robin is a selfish piece of work. How could you not want? Robin, how could you not want Mary to leave? Cody is like, I don't like, I don't like you. I don't want to be in a relationship with you. Mary's like, he doesn't love me. He does not want to be in a relationship with me. Robin's like, I still think you guys love each other. I just need to go for a walk. Our sacred covenant. When Cody brings up the word sacred covenant, I can't handle it. I cannot handle it. I think that it is unreal. It is so unreal and so unfair and so like gross. And he's trying to be like holier than thou. And he is the worst. He's the worst. He should be on the next season of House of Villains. Who would be on the next season of House of Villains? Let's hear it. I don't even know who's on this season, but I want Cody on that. Cody and Robin come as a two, duo. House of Villains starring. They should do a House of Villains sister wife style. Anyway, we'll have to see what happens, you guys. It is unreal. It is one of those shows that is just like, I mean, I kind of want to be done with the tell-alls because I don't think anything is going to come out that's going to be mind-blowing or shocking. I think we're just seeing more of the same. But I'm just like, I I just can't with them. I cannot with them. And I don't think anyone out there can protect Robin or Cody in this behavior at all. I want to know where Mary's going. I want to know what's next. Anyway, you guys, I love you. I appreciate you. I know that today's episode is going to bring up a lot of feelings. And I understand that a lot of you guys really, really want to defend certain people. I am totally down to listen to it. Just please be kind. Don't you know, don't call me crazy names in the comments because you will be blocked. Um, I'll talk to you guys later. (laughs) Thanks so much for being here. I'll talk to you soon. Bye y'all. Tax day is coming. Oh no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.